0: Welcome to Bitverse Byte, a weekly podcast about the web industry, tools and techniques upcoming and in use today. My name is Adam Listek, a web developer from Northern California and Central Illinois. If you'd like to help support the show, please tap the link in the episode's description if using the Anchor application, or visit anchor.fm slash bit v byte to become a monthly supporter. Anchor l- listener support offers three levels right now. 99 cents 499 or 999 any money from you the listeners would go to making this show that much better. Thank you So starting with some news the browser distrust of semantic uh, certificates is coming up soon. Currently Firefox nightly 63 and Chrome Canary 70 are distrusting semantic certificates which also includes, Thought, VeriSign, Equifax, GeoTrust, and RapidSSL are all owned by Symantec. So if you have an SSL certificate using one of these, you need to replace that soon. By mid-October, as the current plan goes, both Firefox and Chrome will release browser versions that are distrusting of these Symantec certificates, and you're going to get that not-trusted warning. Gutenberg 3.6 is released for WordPress. As we get ever closer to the 5.0 release of WordPress, that will add the Gutenberg editing experience into Core, we see another release. This overhauled the block icons with the material design ones, which moved away from the dash icons that WordPress has traditionally used. And the reason for this was there just wasn't enough options. As the proliferation of blocks being created, which is a good thing, they needed a lot more variety or else you kind of get a bunch of them that look the same. And there's a bunch of new modal kind of things, but mostly for the shortcut keys. And, you know, there've been more shortcut keys added. They're really trying to refine the experience and make it that much better. And as always, many, many fixes are included. Evernote did a brand refresh. So they launched an update to their brand and graphics. And it mostly looks to be one with brighter colors, lots of white space, cleaner fonts pretty much the trend as it stands right now. And though the much brighter greens did throw me a bit, I'm not sure if it personally like it or not. Either way, a good idea to refresh as it has been a long time. I personally moved away from Evernote once I discovered Notion, as it's been much better for me and kind of my organization style, but there's also a lot to like with Evernote for sure, and I used them for many years. I am still pretty envy if it's Envious of its inline table editing. They really did get that right. I think Adding in a couple links and resources I found um, Just recently Firefox Has added a new extension called multi-account containers So it's a pretty cool extension by them that allows for sandboxed grouping of tabs that kind of segment your logins to social media sites So, in practice, this means that Facebook can't necessarily track what you're doing in your other tabs since it really only sees its own session. And the reason this is such a good thing is if you've been following the controversy of various social media sites or anything really, it's the fact that, you know, Firefox will, or not Firefox, but Facebook will track what you're doing and as you kind of browse around the web because you happen to be logged in and then kind of inject those types of ads and that type of content into their platform and this is kind of a way to segment that off and prevent that from happening i stumbled upon this very cool node-based tool called lepto and it wraps up the image optimization tasks into a cli they call appropriately lepto it includes sharp png quant and gifsicle for JPEG, ping, and GIF optimizations respectively. It does include a GUI if you need it, but it's really primarily meant to be an automated framework to optimize your images. You know, traditionally I've used like Grunt and its types of various plugins to kind of run through what I need done, but I'm gonna be checking this out because it looks cool and it seems like it has a good set of defaults and a bunch of optimization opportunities, so check it out. And finally a cool little uh, web app that I found called scale and it's really just a simple web app that allows you to create color scales quickly and easily with what I think is a very intuitive interface. I'm always looking for better color type tools because it always seems like that's something I personally struggle with in terms of choosing colors. So anything that makes that easier uh, I think is a great idea. So check it out. It's really pretty cool. And finally, the topic that I kind of want to talk about is one that's often talked about, you know, and especially nowadays, and that's remote work. So this is a topic that I've thought about for a long time, as there have been countless articles and discussions had on the merits of remote working. My primary job is working for a university, which is pretty traditional in its work environment. You know, they are recently are exploring remote working a bit and allowing some employees to do so. And this is primarily a drive, I believe, to help attract those with some unique life situations and also make it more attractive to potential employees to have that as an option. But since I also do a lot of consulting, I do all of that remotely by the nature of it. I have seen some sides of this trend. Uh, You know... Obviously working for myself is a big difference, but I've had to work with some other companies and be involved in their remote efforts from time to time. So it did give me a chance to kind of look into what others may be doing and how it might apply to myself. You know, one misconception that I often see with this is that without a traditional work environment, how do you know what your employees are doing? Part of this is trust on the employee, you know, on the employer for the employee and setting kind of reasonable expectations. And the other aspect I think is creating an environment that's conducive to check-ins and tracking the progress of everyone's work without it seeming to be overbearing. I've read a lot of studies on this and it does appear that on average, the work quality is certainly comparable, you know, being the same, if not better sometimes. But I believe that this is kind of because most folks opting for this type of arrangement are usually those that are already pretty self-driven and able to stay motivated on top of their work. And it's crucial for this type of environment because if you're easily distracted, you'll have a hard time getting everything done that you need. I don't really see this as being any different than a typical office where you can waste time anyways, perhaps just being more comfortable, means you might be more inclined to get things done than just ride out your time, you know, you know, just instead of punching the clock and just kind of saying, I'm going to be a warm body and chair. It's, it's trying to find something that works for you personally, but it really is different for everyone. And I think that really is the kind of key to the remote work is it's not so much that it's remote. It's the opportunity to find an environment where you personally work best. Maybe that is the office. There are certainly a lot of people that having that ability to go someplace and work through something in a set environment makes a lot of sense. Others, it might be a coffee shop. Others be at home. But it's that variety and that ability to go somewhere and do something different that I really think makes the difference. And those companies that recognize that, you know, and trying to foster that for their employees and offering that choice, you know, makes, you know, their ability to attract and retain quality employees that much better. So I do applaud a lot of companies for trying this, even if it doesn't pan out sometimes. I believe it really does depend on the culture and how it goes about being implemented. Sometimes it doesn't work, and it's important for companies to recognize what does and doesn't. You know maybe a remote work job does not work for every single type of job that's you know or position that's in a company and sometimes it's best for one but the companies that do balance this where there's those face-to-face opportunities in office work remote work where they really foster the ability to create the different environments and really bring people together I believe it's part of that community building where when you're the employee, you really feel invested in what you're doing. And if part of that is having that flexibility to work where it's best for you, but also making sure you're connecting and being involved and feeling like you're part of the bigger picture. The companies that manage this balance and make sure everyone has a personal connection seem to do their best with their employees, not only due to the happiness factor i think of where they you know or how they treat their employees and what their employees think of them but i think that they get a higher productivity because people are invested not to say that this doesn't work for traditional and you know office setups there are plenty of places where there's a great office culture where you can go in and feel really like you're a part of a team and you're doing a really good job and like being there but then there are a lot of places and a lot of people that that just doesn't work as well for them. You know, I personally really look forward to this trend, and hopefully not so much that it's a trend, but it's a longer term movement, because there are many cases where people do need to work side by side, but then there are also plenty of times where most of the work can be done remotely. Certainly true in the computer industry where we see this mostly. You know, So I do honestly feel that there is quite a mental boost when being able to focus, really dig into problems in the comfort of whatever environment suits you best. And I do think that that is a key differentiation of what makes remote working better sometimes, is if you can set up your personal environment that works well for you as one that you're not going to be as easily distracted or pulled away from what you're currently working on, it's going to be better. Now, there are places where that actually works well, you know the the traditional example is I'm digging into a problem and someone from, you know, another, you know, part of my department or the help desk comes up and says, "Hey, I got this problem, you know, could I run this by you?" Those types of interactions are really valuable. I think not only for the learning opportunity and being involved, but at the same time, it's taking you away from what you need to do. So, I think there is a way to balance that as like blocking time off for a specific type of thing that you really need to work on, whereas you kind of have that open door policy. But remote work does tend to kind of lend itself towards not getting those interactions as much, though on the flip side of that, if you're constantly in Slack channels and, you know, whatever channel it might be, a kind of communication channel, you can also be very commonly, you know, uh, taken aside even in that to ask a question, and you really do feel that need to respond quickly or else folks are like why aren't they getting right back to me so there is there's a balance and i think a lot of places are still figuring that out and hopefully this is getting to the point where this is becoming a more common type of situation and everyone can figure out what works best for them where the employee you know employers have quality employees that do a lot of good work for them but allow that flexibility just in case that will really help the productivity of whoever you know, they have working for them. So I'm going to end there. Uh, my, my end thought on all of this is that I believe that remote work is a very valuable movement going forward, and I think that most companies that embrace this as at least an opportunity to some degree is, are going to be that much more successful. So follow this podcast on Twitter at bitvbyte and facebook at slash bitvbyte thank you for listening and please join us next week